so again, too, that's, and it's, again, I can say a thousand times, it's a miracle. And just from going from that sea of despair when with the first diagnosis, and especially with the sudden regression, which in quite a few of the cases I talked to also see that, and then you realize everything you've lost, and you realize you've lost like your son that's going to play high school sports, or your son who's going to play piano and sing with his grandmother. And so just getting that back, to me, is, is truly the miracle that we found. Welcome to the Miracle Plant Podcast, the show that inspires, promotes, and gives you a daily dose of inspiration from the people who have used cannabis to change their lives in extraordinary ways. Here's your host, Justin Benton. Welcome back to the Miracle Plant Podcast, where we share extraordinary stories about this miracle plant, this misunderstood plant with so many names. Thanks for tuning in. And do we have a special guest for you? In fact, it's my mother, Janet Benton Gaylord is here today, and she is going to tell the story of how this whole thing got started. So mom, Janet, welcome to the Miracle Plant Podcast. Very excited to be here. I'm actually more excited just to get the story out. I have worked with autism for several decades now, too many to mention actually. And so I have seen it when it was one in 10,000 children, and now it's like one in 59, according to the CDC. And I often see it like one in 30, one in 40, with four times as many boys. So it's a huge issue that affected not only our family, but more and more families every day. And one thing about autism I learned in the beginning is no one thought there was any hope of any kind of, quote, cure or healing or change. It was just a matter of how do I work with the symptoms to minimize them or help the child follow a routine or control aggressive behavior and such. And so to me, the biggest news we want to share is that what we have, the raw CBDA whole plant hemp, literally made the difference and actually removed the symptoms. And so I'm just really passionate, as is Justin and our whole company, about getting that word out so parents have hope and don't have that grief and sense of overwhelming sadness when their child is diagnosed. So that's where we're starting and what we focus on every day. And again, the reason that I wanted to have you on is that how we got started was with our son, your grandchild. And you had obviously had specialized as a school psychologist and working with special needs children for the vast majority of your professional career. I remember when we first had got an inkling or some type of diagnosis that something was off. There was some type of regression he was not using his words as much and he just something was not quite firing on all cylinders and and typically for the the males or the dads in the scenario we go into a denial defensiveness which i did and but i remember calling you and you flew out and said there might be a problem here and so that's when the journey began before when you get the news of a very severe diagnosis when there's there's no eye contact and there's tantrums and there's no communication there's no just connection to the universe around you. And we were working with the county and the state. They were offering some assistance and we would ask questions like, well, we read this on the internet that maybe gluten-free and dairy-free would help. And then we were getting feedback like, no, don't try that because we want to try just the therapy first. And, but it's your first rodeo. So you don't really know, you just go along with it until you start digging a little deeper and realizing that they have their own motives for keeping things on a certain path. And that's when, you know, you flew out here 
And we really started working with his diet and, and nutrition, if you want to maybe pick up from there. Okay. Yeah. And just to go back a little bit too. So yeah, the diet's very important and nutrition, again, is very important. But I wanted to just cover a quick bit on my experience too. Is So I worked with autism, both in community settings, in school settings, in residential settings. And then as a school psychologist, I specialized in severe behavior issues and then also autism. And so I spent time... Uh, extra training in autism. And also then I trained the teachers and worked in the classroom to set up programs for kids with autism. And so I'd always had a very deep interest and that was one of my main focuses. And so when Justin called me and said that they think, we call him Sam in our articles, we think he has autism. I just said, that's just unbelievable. I saw him three months ago. He was a bright child at age two, already reading, already writing on his little board, playing t-ball, happy, laughing little boy. And so I did fly out and it was amazing the difference. It was not the same child. And just looking at, so there was an evaluation, of course, and the evaluation showed that he no longer had any language. His IQ or intelligence was so low, it's called global developmental delay. It was so low, you could not measure it. And he was totally either in his own world or just totally overreacting. And you always see that typical, the world is too much for me. And was also behind on basic milestones, had stopped like with toilet training, everything. So just a total regression across all areas. And it, he was placed on the severity as a severe case of autism. And again, with the language and the del delays. And so we were basically starting again at ground zero. The therapist first wanted to start with him at a six month level. That's where we were. So again, too, first you start with what's going on in the body. And one thing we found too, is he had high levels of heavy metals. He had high levels of Roundup. And so we started, so I also use traditional uh, Chinese medicine. I'm also an integrative nutritionist and a health coach besides a psychologist. So all of those things seemed to fit in place perfectly to work with him. So we did go to a totally dairy-free diet, uh, a gluten-free, basically wheat-free diet no refined sugar or very limited because that was definitely a trigger to negative behavior. And then we started adding in things. And one of the first things we added in was juicing. And so again, raw organic juices, a combination of fruit and vegetables. And almost all disease states start with digestion and your body's unable to break down food and get it out to your body. And so one of the first places to me I start is with digestion. And so the Juice is considered pre-digested, so the body doesn't have to work hard to actually have it available. And then we added in uh, probiotics, which everybody hears about now. We use just a white powder, and then you have it on empty stomach and two to three times a day. And then also like probiotics, uh, prebiotics, which are more like the fiber that actually feeds your gut bacteria or microbiome. And with many children with autism and on the spectrum, they have a very, they're very picky. And so it's very hard to get them to eat some of the healthy things you wish they would eat. And they tend to have very limited range of things they would eat. And so just things like trying to have him have a bite of apple, which is healthy. And I was offering him three sugar-free organic suckers and he still wouldn't do it. So that's another huge issue in trying to intervene and help with the issues is just the limited range of food. But so anyways, for that work that we were getting the diet under control and he did seem a little calmer. We, we were working with him, so he had behavior interventionists, or BIs, that came into the home. For the first six months, I basically worked with him, and they were working with me because I could set up the goals. I felt very comfortable in what he was doing. So he was literally getting two adults to one four hours a day, and then I actually stayed there and worked with him in the evening also in terms of toilet training, putting his shirt on, finding his shoes, 
sitting at the dinner table and things like that. So he had a very intensive program, more than probably most kids would get. And so after, after that was done, we d- did some data. And so one way we did data was an instrument called the ATAC or Autism Treatment Evaluation Scale. And it's a free scale that you can go to online and fill out with 179 possible points. And then they will email you a copy. And it's a great way to see how your child is doing. And it breaks it down just little tiny parts of behavior and language and you know communication and, and basic health. And so I use that as a guide as to what goals to work on next, but also shows growth. And so we had done that literally nearly two years. We were working in that format. And at the end of that time, he had gone from originally a 148 and the higher the score, the more concerns you have before I actually started keeping more formal data. And by the time we started with more formal data, he was like in the 120s. So after this intensive dietary changes and intensive almost 24-hour day training and working with him, he had dropped down to a 48. And so that's huge improvement. And I think a lot of people would have been satisfied with that because he was now what I called rather a robot boy. So I could, he would, he'd learned that he would walk from this place and go here and say, hi, mom, and get a reward. So it's very rote, concrete things that he learned. And he was toilet trained and he could put his shirt on and those sorts of things. But to me, the autism itself had not been truly addressed, the neurological aspects, the anxiety and the lack of eye contact and the lack of even being connected in the world. He still had this lost, sad look a lot. And again, too, the family just really wanted him to, you know, enjoy family vacations or enjoy playing in the backyard. Or like one of our goals was for him was to look at his mom and dad and like say hi, or I love you or anything like that. So again, too, so all the interventions we did with diet and with uh, all the constant training got us to a certain point, but it would be projected both by the ATAC scores and just by his behavior that we observed. And he was also in a preschool with one-to-one help all the time. We would project that he would continue to need special ed for the rest of his life. He would continue when he was older to be in some sort of a monitored residential setting or just live at home and not much chance of really any kind of vocation. So again, too, that was not the goal we wanted for him. And so Justin is the one that had come across research on uh, CBD, the hemp CBD or just CBD with seizures with a famous little girl, Charlotte, in, uh, from Colorado. And we'd always talk to me, autism is also neurological damage. And so if it was helping heal the damage causing the seizures, it should then logically also help, excuse me, with the autism. And then we're a very holistic family. And so again, too, that showed us what type of product to make. And Justin can talk too about all the different products we tested on the market. I mean, we did patches and sublinguals and candies and gummies. And sometimes we didn't feel very good afterward. And often we didn't really feel any effect. And so that's when we started looking at a whole plant, because that's very important for holistic, organic, and then raw or processed below 105 degrees to maintain all the benefits of the plant. And that's where we started. Yeah. And I remember I had come across CBD and I was a cannabis farmer at the time. And one of my fellow farmers had mentioned that he had a friend that was a doctor that wanted to make a CBD kind of pen is what he called it. And then I remember saying, what the heck is, what is CBD? And uh, this was like five or six years ago. And so I, the second time we brought it up, we were sitting at a diner I think it's called Busy Bee down here in Ventura, California, in fact. 
And he brought it up again. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to Google it. And I started Googling CBD and coming across the Charlotte story, Figi out there in Colorado. And there's also research with Raphael Mishulam, who had done research in the 70s, Dr. Raphael Mishulam, who's still with us, thank God, 90 years old. And he, he found that they treated nine kids in the 70s with severe seizures, and it had reduced or eliminated seizures in all nine. And so he published that in the 70s, and he thought that was it. That's it. There's our published study, peer-reviewed. The world knows now that CBD is obviously helps children or adults or dogs with seizures, and go take it and run with it, pharmaceutical healthcare, doctor, community, and obviously that didn't happen. In fact, he was out here last year at CanMed, and he shared the same story I just said, and then he admonished the crowd, or not necessarily the crowd, because we gave him a roaring standing ovation when he came on, like a rock star, like Mick Jagger, but he admonished the industry for knowing that this plant could have saved and helped millions of children and adults around the world, and that research was just left there sitting, collecting dust. So when I came across that research, I had, because we were looking for anything, anything we could other than the pharmaceutical model. I didn't believe that single molecule treatments is the way that works best for our bodies. Our body doesn't know how to interpret. We, did, we never really went down the pharmaceutical model, even made it even an option. So when I found the, the research with CBD, I started testing products, trying products, becoming an expert. I would try all the products first and see if I liked the feeling or if I noticed anything. And I was trying dozens until, again, I was we, I was sitting there and I was wondering, why is, when I started to understand CBD, why is everyone heating this plant? There's a way to extract it just like sunflower oil or olive oil or lavender essential oils with just cold pressing and, and keeping the temperatures low. So we made a tincture. I grew a, a high CBDA strain. It was called Suzy Q back then and grew it, made a real simple tincture for my son. As the story goes, we were at a pumpkin patch. He was having a horrible time, put his hands over his ear, tantruming, hiding under the bench while the rest of the family and his sisters out picking pumpkins and having fun on a nice sunny day out there at Underwood Farms. And we just pulled out a tincture and lo and behold, five minutes later, he was out picking pumpkins. And I know that's not the experience that everyone's gonna have. You're not just gonna take CBD and five minutes later, everything's fixed. But on that occasion, he went from a tantrum to calm to going and playing. And that was a eureka moment for us that what, it, what raw CBD, that's something new. The family was there. The grandparents were there. The aunt and uncle, they were like, what was that? What did you give them? And then, like I said, that was really the beginning of, okay, now we're on to something. Let's start using this CBDA and incorporating it into the Shea's diet. And that's a very important part. And so just a tiny bit of backstory. We had started trying different CBDs with him that we were, Dustin was creating towards the end of August. And so he had been getting some of it and we were experimenting with doses and things, but it wasn't quite as dramatic. We were seeing a little bit of change. But like you say, with many kids with autism, the tantrums or the inability to handle being in public or being on other people is often a trigger. And so the fact that he could just give it to him in that setting, one of his high stress settings, and that it would actually, you know, calm him down. So once we started that, so that was another like a real hallmark of what we had from where we were to where we were going. And from then it was pretty steady progress. Again, too, he was working with me and he was reading. One day I was just holding up pictured flashcards that had words under them. 
And then I said something about what is this? And he goes, sunflower, S-U-N-F-L-O-W-E-R. And here he had memorized the spelling of all the words and actually became a very good reader. In fact, I used to give him written instructions when he was three and four years old because there's less interpersonal interaction with that. But anyway, so he became very bright. Then he started talking slowly but surely. And I know all three of us, his mother and Justin and I, we would just sit there so teary-eyed because when you just want him to look at you or just be happy or just look relaxed, and suddenly now he's talking and, and interacting more. And then a real highlight after we began giving that was, it was, so it was March, so not a full six months later, his sisters went to a private school. And so that's, we really wanted him to go, that was a dream of the family. And my goal had always been to have him in regular school by first grade. But this was for kindergarten, and he was able to go with a strange teacher into a computer room away from his mother and I, and he also had to do a 20-minute interview with the principal, I'm sure just things like his name and address or whatever, which in itself was a miracle he could learn that. But anyway, he came back 40 minutes later, and then he was accepted, and that was the final thing to us to realize it did work. This is real. It's not just us imagining or dreaming that he has made all this progress. And again, too, so those ATEC scores I talked about. So in the beginning, very beginning, it was 148. And then during the study, it was in the 120s. And then it was 148 before the CBD, excuse me, 48 before the CBD with all the things we were doing. But when I followed up with the uh, ATEC later, he was down in the 20s and 20 is considered neurotypical. So both his mother, his me, his people at school and his teacher at school and the behavior interventionist all had him in the 20s. And that's just, that's truly where the miracle is just so evident because you just don't get kids with real severe autism and also do not have a measurable IQ and also have no language. And then the second part of the testing had showed that he now had average to above average ability, average to above average speech and language skills and motor skills. Basically everything was looking really good. And so the biggest huge hallmark next was he was able to start kindergarten that fall. And he had a BI was there a couple hours a week in the beginning to see if the teacher needed any help. But by October, she'd sent a note saying, he's fine. I don't need anybody there. And I'd also gone and observed the first two weeks just to see if there's any skills because he hadn't been in a classroom, a kindergarten classroom with all the little things like sitting with your legs crossed. But anyway, after that, neither of us had to be there. And so again, too, I just can't emphasize enough what a miracle that is, especially all my years of working with all types of children, little children and medium children and adults with autism. And again, she just tried to manage the behavior and teach rote skills. And here literally we'd gone from this child who just sat and stared or screamed to a child who got dropped off for school with his two sisters and went to school on his own every day. So again, too, that's, and it's, again, I can say a thousand times, it's a miracle. And just from going from that sea of despair when, with the first diagnosis, and especially with the sudden regression, which in quite a few of the cases I talked to also see that. And then you realize everything you've lost, and you realize you've lost like, your son that's going to play high school sports, or your son who's going to play piano and sing with his grandmother. And so just getting that back, to me, is, is truly the miracle that we found. And that's how we got started. And that was our company. We set up a platform called 101cbd.org. And so we set the platform up and we definitely remember having really no hope, no real education, no real resources that would give us 
just real down to earth information of what can help with someone with autism. And so we started that. And then we also knew that other people had told us and, and that CBD could help with pain and with anxiety and with sleep. And so we started giving these products out to friends and family so that they could try it and just to see, hey, this worked. This is our story. This was an incredible story. I heard you couldn't sleep or something. Try this and let me know. And then so here's some pain things. And lo and behold, they would come back and be like, wow, that stuff really works. Can I get some more? And so that kept happening. And then eventually we're like at other businesses that we were running and we were like, there's something going on here. And this is really starting to help people. And let's really push all of our chips in and sell off the other businesses. And really there's a huge gap right now with education about what this plant can do. And so, like I said, we just started it to share our story, share the same products and, and maybe help some people out with some everyday aches and pains and anxiety and some sleep issues. But then, so we had a different suite in our office building that I just had set up for just 101cbd.org. And then people started finding us on the internet and they would come in and they would ask about, they, they saw a show on TV, like the sacred plant. And there was a couple other ones that were on like ABC, or they would see the Sanjay Gupta on CNN on YouTube. So they would start coming in with severe issues, rheumatoid arthritis, neuropathy, massively chronic pain, nine out of 10, 10 out of 10 type pain. And they would come in and we'd offer the same product to them. And then they started coming back a few days later saying, this stuff really works and we need more. And thank God your products are amazing. And that was really the beginning of us understanding that there was so much more going on with this plant especially the way that we make it, which is the raw CBD. And there was a couple doctors out there that talked about juicing with raw cannabis, but there really wasn't much. And so we just continued to make products. And my mom actually helped make all of the, the topicals and design all of those. And we focused on keeping everything within the plant. So she also recommended hemp seed oil as well, and which was great because hemp seed oil in and of itself is a wonderful product with the amino acids and all of the the fatty acids, omega-3s and 6s and what have you. And so we just had a really good product and it was just a, it was a fun thing that we were doing. We were making a difference and, and people really loved our products. And then the farm bill passed in 2018. And so that just blew the lid off. And so then everybody was like the green rush. And so the, the, our phones were blowing up off the hook and we had lines out the front door and business was just absolutely booming and we were opening um, multiple locations and stores. And so we were really, we really knew we were onto something. And again, we were different because we were focusing on CBDA. Then the pandemic hit. <laughs> if for those of you that didn't know, this is the end of 2020. And so we were sitting there and we had a lot of retail locations. So people would come in, they would sit down for a consultation. It's like a doctor's office. We'd have a one-on-one -on -one talk face-to-face. And now when the pandemic hit, people couldn't come in anymore. So we had to figure out how could we transition and how we transitioned was two ways. One, you can actually go and book a free consultation with mom here and she'll do a Zoom consultation for free. Just go to the website and click on free consultation. And the second one, when we were uh, switching everything over was we decided that we wanted to start the Miracle Plant podcast because we didn't want to be the only ones hearing these stories. I, I wanted to get a podcast out there where people could just come on and hear from the people their stories. And it would be remiss of me not to bring on my mom and I'll probably bring on my wife and someday I'll probably bring on my son and let you hear the stories directly from their mouth 
and see where that goes. Because as you can tell, it, this miracle plan has helped so much more than just autism, so much more than just pain and anxiety and sleep. We, we hear incredible stories all the time. And with the whole FDA thing and all of that kind of stuff, look, we're not here to make any health claims. We're not here to, to, to say that it's going to you know cure everybody's ailments. At the end of the day, you need to be carrying your own weight. You need to be eating you know healthy. You need to be drinking plenty of water, exercising, mindfulness, all of those diet and nutrition, all of those holistic approaches matter. However, if you want to hear a story of how someone overcame an ailment, just like what you've heard today, then you get to hear the story. You get to hear how it helped. And that's why we started the Miracle Plant Podcast. And truly, and so I still focus, again, on the business and you know, consultation and products and research. I do a lot of research, but I still guess, always goes back to that basic thing of why we started it. So one thing I wanted to mention, to, if this shows up or not. So actually, I was asked to write a journal article in the Medical Journal of Endocannabinoid Medicine about uh, what I did. And so again, too, people who want more information can go there. Anybody I consult with, or you can check with us on, give us a call, look, check on the website to read the article to see real specifics, because it really is important to do things like organic and no dairy and uh, lots of fruit and vegetables. But also, it's important to notice that after the first year and then into the second year to show the CBD worked, I recently did another follow-up for a year after using it, and he, he's maintained his gains, his ATEX scores, or our measurement tool, is now at 10 out of the 179, where 20 is considered normal and neurotypical. So he continued to make progress. And so he started in, it's been about three and a half years now that he's been taking it. And every time you see him, I still can get choked up because he's now like talking. I was there the other day and he has to do schooling virtual now. So he went kindergarten on his own. He went first grade totally on his own, no diagnosis, no assistance. And now he's in second grade where they alternate between their home and then they're in school and then they're back at home. And I was at the house for a couple hours while he was in school and he was at the table with all his books laid out and his computer talking to his teacher and doing his work on his own. And every day I just, again, too, just realize you have this miracle here and we just keep seeing it improving. There's another place to gather some of the information. So I have two different videos of information also on what's called the Whole Plant Expo and also one called Whole Plant Expo for Autism. And you can Google those online. I think it costs about $10 for a ticket or email us, trying to get the word out. And then one other passion I have, so as cannabis has always been the THC side and then what we see is a CBD, and then now what we see is a Whole Plant CBDA. So our products are around over 70% of the raw CBDA just as the plant made it. And we keep the range of cannabinoids in it and the terpenes are there, omega-3, 6, and 9, and flavonoids. And so it still is very unique. And I have to do a quick humble brag that in September, we won one of the CBA Global, which is a large award every year, often a red carpet event, but it was virtual this year. But we won a business award as one of the top 20 hemp companies globally. And it's not like we're huge, like Charlotte's Web or other companies that won. It's just our thought leadership, our passion for the raw organic product, which is unique, and then our compassion program for helping people uh, with severe illness. So again, too, you can always follow up, and I'm sure at some point there's links to the website for the consultation. And also, if you just want more information on the ATEX, so you can monitor progress if you have a child with autism, and also then read the article for more specific ideas or set up a consultation if you have a child with autism and concerns. And I've been very happy over time, too, 
as we know, our brains grow much quicker in the beginning of life up to like age six. So I was a little concerned if you didn't introduce the CBDA until later, but we've had very uh, good success with people with autism in their 20s and teens and things with, again, two of the dramatic results. And just in summary, the reason that we see that it works is, A, it's a very strong anti-inflammatory, and inflammation is really at the base of almost all of our illness. It also is a strong antioxidant, which we don't talk about a lot. And then it has balance or homeostasis. It balances everything in our body. The CBDA goes beyond the endocannabinoid subset of receptors into all of our cells. And so it balances like our immune system, our blood sugar, our blood pressure, our serotonin levels. So that's another way that it did help with the autism. But the most important thing to me is that the CBDA works with our nerves. So it can repair nerves. It can be a neuroprotectant or protect them from further damage. And then also can regenerate nerves, a neuroregenerator. And I keep saying that to me is the most important. It literally to me should be on billboards. And so we saw that working with my grandson. So he was uh, talking and stuff before he had his regression. And then we could see after he'd been taking the CBD for a while, I was showing him a picture of an angry face and he had to label it. And he said, map. MAP is what he said when he was young because he couldn't say mad. So the fact that he had enough neural development to reconnect to his memories and bring back those, that vocabulary that he had before the regression, to me, was just very good proof that literally he had the generation regeneration. And we could tell from his IQ test and all the other tests that were showing. But that was just particularly striking to me that showed that he had, connect, had developed more neural connections and had actually been able to uh, go back to the memory. And then my final point, and sometimes it's considered controversial, I personally think with autism that it's very important that we use the CBD, CBDA, and I'm not comfortable uh, with THC, and I know it's very controversial, just because it does build up in the brain and it can interfere with neural development and neural uh, connections needed to continue the brain development, which keeps developing actually until you're 25. And so I think I'm one of the few people in the industry, I think people are moving our way the whole idea of the CBDA, the acidic form, has just been researched in the last few years. And Dr. Mishulam made that statement just was really just last year, which is so hard to believe, that of all the cannabinoids he'd studied in his 60 years of research, that CBDA, the acidic or raw form in the plant, was the most powerful and effective from 10 to 100. And in case, one case of nausea, it was even 1,000 times more effective than THC and CBD. So we met them. So our holistic approach met the science at that point. So again, too, I can't say again how excited we are and how happy we are and how badly we want to share this news so other parents of kids with autism especially realize there's hope and can reach out to us and we can work with them. Yeah, that's our story and we're sticking to it. So <laughs> I really am happy to have my mom on to explain our story. She was obviously fundamental in helping our son get back to that healthy, happy boy that we have. And the cool thing is that we have an amazing story and you can reach out to us either at info at the miracleplant.org or uh, you can reach out also if you want to talk more with Janet, uh, you can just go to 101cbd.org and there's right on the top of the website, it says free Zoom, free consultation. And you can just either do a Zoom or a phone call, whatever is easiest for you and ask her your questions yourself. Again, we we know we got lucky. We know the, our prayers were answered and the miracle happened for us. And so we, we honestly believe that it, it is you know, a moral obligation to pass this on. And so we've researched, we've, done, we've met with all of the leaders, we go to all of the conferences, 
and we continue to get the science and the stories to unlock the true full potential of this plant, of this miracle plant, which is the whole form. All of our products are made just like you were clipping the flowers in your backyard and putting them in your morning juice and juicing it. And in fact, we even show people how to grow seeds in their backyard, hemp seeds. And again, and one little thing about the THC, it has to have the whole plant, the full spectrum, will have just a little bit of THC, less than 0.3. In order for that THC to be quote unquote psychoactive, it has to be heated. Ours are all cold pressed. And anything less than one, two, three percent THC actually doesn't have any psychoactive effects or anything like that. So you want just a little bit of THC, just like you want a little bit of CBG, a little bit of CBC, a little bit of all 110 cannabinoids in there working together like a New York symphony. So once again, thank you everybody for coming on to the Miracle Plant Podcast. If you have any questions, reach out to us at info at themiracleplant.org or go visit the website, themiracleplant.org. And we'd love to love to answer your questions or get you, you know, a chance to try this amazing miracle plant for yourself. So thanks for coming by. And uh, I want to read a review this week that we had on the Miracle Plant Podcast. It means so much uh, to us for you to like this, to share this, to review it. Number one, we want to know what you think. And number two, every time you like it or share it, it actually allows us to get shown up more on the algorithm so people find it. So it naturally gets bumped up to the top so others can hear these stories, other families that are struggling with health ailments and things like that. This one comes from boymom1007. Just started listening. I can already tell I'm going to love this podcast. Thank you, Justin, for spreading the word about CBD. Your story is so inspiring. Your first guest, Kristen, was great. So thanks, Boymom1007. Keep the reviews coming, everybody. And we will see you next week on the Miracle Plant Podcast. Take care, everybody. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, my name's Kate, and I'm your host of the Pop Moms Podcast. I started the Pop Moms Podcast, well, because I wanted to end the stigma against using cannabis, specifically with moms, but also anyone who chooses to consume. I strive for a balance of humor and education, along with some pretty rad guests, to help combat social biases that come with consuming cannabis. Kids are hard. Join me for regular podcast episodes packed with parenting hacks, real-life stories, and of course, my favorite cannabis products. The days are long, but the years are short. So roll another J and take a deep breath. Keep blazing and stay amazing.